thank you for joining us for this next year turnaround restructuring and insolvency podcast series. We'll be exploring global issues that affect the world economy. I'm your host, Rebecca Harding, and I'll be joined by a selection of experts from around the world in firms that are all part of the Nexia International Network, and all of whom are leaders in turnaround, restructuring and insolvency. Nexia International is a leading global network of independent accounting and consulting firms. All of the experts appearing on this show can be contacted via the Nexia International website. Thank you. In this podcast, we turn to China. We look at how COVID and supply chain issues and, more recently, the situation with Russia and Ukraine have affected the world's largest manufacturing economy. And how have these issues for China impacted business? We are joined by Yi Hong Chang. He's Director of Financial Advisory, Insolvency and Restructuring at Nexia TS. And they have offices in China, Singapore and Malaysia. Right. Hello and welcome. How are you? I'm Fine, thank you, Rebecca. How about you? I'm great, thank you. So, um, how has COVID affected the supply chain in China? Tell me about it. What's it like where you are? Oh, COVID, COVID is is on everybody's mind. Well, based on what we've seen so far over the last two years, China has uh, quite quickly returned to work as the world's manufacturing plant after a very quick and short lockdown. But its, its economy has almost bounced back to pre-pandemic growth. But uh, as we all know recently, um, or rather we know that China is still maintaining its zero COVID policy. Uh, and because of the recent variant Omicron, it continues to give some periodic uh, lockdowns uh, whenever there are new cases reported. And this uh, has caused some periodic disruptions to production. Right. And shipment of goods overseas were also delayed due to port closures. But on the whole, I think um, China is getting a grip of the situation. Right. So, I mean, I've, I've, we had another interview where we were talking about businesses moving to Vietnam because um, they were cheaper and they were getting better supply. Is that something that you've seen? Um, and also to India as well. Yeah, yeah. We, we see that um, if you visit the the apparel shops like Uniqlo and some of these, you probably see that those uh, T-shirts are all manufactured in Vietnam. Yeah, yeah, that's happening. And um, we, we can know why that happens because generally the, the labor cost is cheaper compared to China. So that's happening. But uh, in terms of other production, especially where it involves um, a rather long production line, um, those businesses are still very much intact. They're still in place. In fact, some some have moved out and and beginning to move back. Right. So they're coming back to China. That's really interesting. Does that sort of depend on the sector as well? Um, 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 which sectors they're in? Oh, especially the automobile sector. Um, you realize that if you were to uh, manufacture a car, for example, in, in China, if, um, you probably can find all your parts uh, just in one city. And if you were to move to another country where your parts are not uh, complete, <laughs> you probably can expect delays in, in, to complete a whole product. So you get, uh, you get everything done in China uh, over a matter of weeks as compared to months if you had to source for 
apart when you don't have them. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. But what's the impact of the current situation with Russia? How's how's that impacting China at the moment and businesses in China? Mm. Um, the, well, the war is just into its 15th day or so. Um, there isn't very much of uh, disruption to China at this point in time. Well, in terms of oil, um, we know all, see, Russia exports is one of the major suppliers of oil in, in this world. But between China and Russia, they have agreements and Russia sends oil to China by road and by pipeline. So, and well, the conflict doesn't quite affect China at this point. So everything seems to be okay. But in terms of commodity, I think the, the the prices are expected to go up because things like wheat and barley and stuff like that. I mean, trying to get them from Russia and Ukraine, and with the conflict now going on, uh, we can expect some disruption to the supply as well as the cost of these products. And well, for for other things like uh, materials to make computer chips, again, I think we can expect disruption to 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 supply. Because both Russia and Ukraine both supply uh, special uh, metals and, and, and gases for the manufacture of chips in China. So when you don't get that coming on time or the price start to go up, well, that is going to cause disruption issues. But so far, uh, nothing has hit uh, very much in China as we see it now. Right. So, I mean, obviously, you've got a very different social structure in, in China. How much does the government help businesses when they're struggling there? Um, you know, with COVID, always um, issues that are coming now out from Ukraine. How much does the government help? Mm, I think that hasn't quite happened. Um, if there were any problems in the economy, it is already happening. Well, government slowly has been uh, implementing policies and as we all know the, the country has been tightening its uh, property sector its 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 uh, online sector and stuff so well, well when that happens um the government would control any uh, fallout and to china stability is everything so well there might be some fallout but that would be very it should be controlled in a controlled measure right so i mean we've had there are other influences as well at play here, aren't there? So you've got climate change issues, we've got foreign investments um, and, and those sorts of issues as well with China. So do you feel that with companies that have been moving out and with COVID, have, have these been affecting people's decisions as to whether to do business in China? Mm-hmm. Well, China in, in a COP meeting has said that they will reduce carbon emissions, but that is going to take some time. And and because it's going to take some time, um, well, while the government would encourage more green form of manufacturing, but that's not going to happen anytime soon. So I think businesses um, may not have to be too much concerned at this point in time, and they can continue to, to, to operate in China. So I I I do not think there's going to be any immediate uh, push for companies to 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 get out of China because of that. Right. But do you think that with other countries having different attitudes towards climate change, and some countries are pushing the climate change agenda faster, do you think that will mean that China will lose businesses because they'll want China to move faster on it? 
Mm, I think that this this is at two levels. One is the the intergovernment level. The other is the the commercial level. Uh, while the politicians may push an agenda, but I guess at the end of the day, businessmen are chasing profits than political issues. So, and I think the government has so far been uh, uh, amenable to um, what the needs are on, on the ground in terms of business. So, um, businesses are still very much uh, encouraged by government policies to operate in China. So we do not see the same uh, degree of uh, emphasis uh, for businesses to operate in China as, as to meet uh, requirements by by the foreign governments in terms of uh, climate change requirements. No, that's really interesting. Thank you. So, what's your advice to businesses that may be struggling at the moment or had a struggle with supply chain issues, um, and and also looking to the future? You know, with with this situation in Ukraine, what's your advice to businesses that are in China at the moment? Well, at the moment, I I don't think there is much of a problem uh, for businesses operating in China. The only thing that may be overplayed. Is maybe at the intergovernment level where there have been government uh, suggesting that uh, companies should not do business with China and, and sorts of this. But uh, otherwise, uh, companies can 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 continue to operate in China. And if they if the companies if the businesses are looking for reliability in terms of the quality and predictability in delivery time of their products, um, China continues to be a good uh, place to, to operate. And the only thing businesses may have to pay more attention to would be the government policies for businesses. So, and if if ever there's any good, any adverse policies that there's likely to be a result of uh, political pressures, and businesses will be will do themselves good if they continue to pay attention to changes in government policies for businesses. I think that would that would that would help them uh, chart their direction of business in China. That's great. Well, thank you so much, Yi Hong. That's been really interesting. And having never been to China, I think I think maybe you're high on my list of places to visit fairly soon. So I can have a look for myself. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> you take care of yourself and thank you for time today. Oh, you too. You too. Have a good day. Thank you so much for joining us. This podcast was brought to you by the Nexia Turnaround Restructuring and Insolvency Business Group. The group was formed to bring together financial, legal and operational expertise from across the Nexia network to support global clients and international business at times of operational challenges and financial distress. If you want to get in touch with any of our speakers or any of the experts in the 45 firms in 36 countries across the world, then please click the link accompanying this podcast or visit the Nexia website. All views expressed in this podcast are individual opinions and do not constitute professional advice. You're advised to seek professional advice if you want to see how an industry applies to your own situation.